We're unabashedly obsessed We've got to get it off our chest Please sit there and be quiet Hey everyone. Hello. Welcome to Unabashedly Obsessed. I'm James. I'm Aaron. On our show we like to talk about things related to pop culture. And not so pop culture. Hey, we're in the we're in the last week of January. We sure are. How that rolls off the tongue at the end of the month. Yeah. January. And we're talking about a movie that I had to actually go on Wikipedia to confirm actually qualified for January. Oh yeah? Because I was like, she's not on the poster. She's not in the Netflix credits. Is she? Oh, there, there she is. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, she was in it for like four minutes. But in kind of like a pivotal role? Yeah. I have an overarching theory. Oh, Life After Beth is the movie that we're talking about. It is. It is. It's an Aubrey Plaza movie. Yeah. That Anna Kendrick is also in for about four minutes. Yeah. Um, 2014, the year is not is pretty irrelevant. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's on Netflix. Yeah. It w- And it was a very Anna Kendrick role. Yeah. It was like adorable awkward anna kendrick instead of like badass pitch perfect anna kendrick she was definitely like nervous yeah and I like loved it giggly yeah my theory about this movie can i tell you it right away or shall we do any plot synopsis no go ahead and tell me i think that this started off as someone being like what if we did the graduate but with zombies and here's my theories about that okay so this will be a good way to do the plot synopsis so the graduate is about this guy who's it's basically like this dude is disillusioned. He has an affair with someone and then tentatively ends up with a questionable maybe other person at the end. Okay. Spoilers for the graduate. Yeah. In this movie, dude's 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 girlfriend dies from a snake bite, comes back as a zombie. The zombie apocalypse happens and spoilers for this movie we're talking about. He tentatively ends up in the back of a car looking kind of nervous with Anna Kendrick. And the closing shot is the exact same shot as the closing shot of The Graduate, where they're both sitting there. She's in a white dress. Holy crap, this this holds up. I would be very surprised if, there, if it wasn't at least a little bit of a reference. Oh my God, in The Graduate, he sits on a chair on the diving board of a pool. Like he did in this movie. That happened in this movie? Yeah, yeah. He was like looking down at the pool and like, yeah. I don't remember that He at was all. in black. It was, af- it was after he'd accepted that she was dead, but before she was back. Okay. He was like looking, he was, yeah. I watched this on the plane home from PodCon. Okay. So it's been two weeks. Sure. That makes sense. And also two weeks? One week. It's been... One week. Right. Since you looked at me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. I had to decide if I was going to follow through and I couldn't not follow through. Yeah. So it's been a week and it's been... A summer. I, I may be all... Well, no, because we are in the winteriest part of winter at the moment. Yes, that's true. But yeah, I maybe I don't know if somebody was like asking if I wanted some, like a cup of ice with a little bit of water in it at the moment yeah. that that was happening. And it wasn't like a that's big... How, that's how they give you drinks on yeah. United Airlines. They give you a cup of ice and like wave a drink near it. Yeah. So that you don't actually get much liquid. I did hear people asking for no ice, which I was like, oh, bold move. Yeah, I, I always ask for... When I remember, Yeah. usually on the flight home after getting a cup of ice yeah. with like this much water or soda in it yeah. on the way out, I usually remember on the flight home to ask for... No ice. Right. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't a key plot point. 
it, and also if you did if like you weren't thinking hey that seems like the graduate you probably would be like you probably wouldn't note and then that part where he sat on the diving board in a chair at the pool like at his like their backyard pool it's not important but i do it does lend credence to the this is the graduate but with zombies okay so the other thing that reminds me of the graduate is uh so in this in this thing uh beth is the mrs robinson so the beth is mrs robinson the only thing is like it started off as like yay this thing is happening and gradually got more and more like oh this is not everything that i thought it would be oh no i need to get away from this immediately and stuff like that also jewish families that that's a graduate thing okay i just think that there are enough like i can't tell whether this is a movie that they were like kind of like a tone like the graduate or if they're like we're gonna do the graduate but with zombies is it possible that the director just is a big fan of The Graduate and that was like, hey, too. let's throw in some Easter eggs? That could be I'm too. I'm going to... Hold on. Yeah, we should we should confirm. You're confirming Anna Kendrick's outfit at the end? No. Oh, okay. I'm confirming whether or not IMDb says anything about this having anything to do with The Graduate. Okay. I will say that the last time I had this feeling was with the movie Loser. And I was like, this feels sort of like that movie The Apartment. And IMDb did say... It's a remake of that movie, The Apartment. They probably didn't say that movie. All right, let's look at trivia. Trivia says nothing. Okay. So, I I don't know. I mean, it could be just an homage. It could be just, it takes place in Southern California. I haven't seen The Graduate, so, yeah, yeah. so I don't that, know. And that's why before we, re- we recorded, I was like, I'm going to say some stuff that... Like, I'm familiar with I'm familiar. It's with a pop cultural thing. I've yeah. seen clips i've seen the stage production i have not watched the dustin hoffman movie yeah all the way through yeah so i mean like there are things that were it felt like were referential there was like i mean like pounding on doors to get in and like suddenly being like super like desperate to get in through doors and is sort it's of a, gra- a zombie apocalypse yeah. thing yeah well he was he you know what's interesting is he never like ran away from zombies yeah this actually struck me as a very similar movie to rapture palooza yeah no i had the same thought the whole time i was watching it yeah where it's like the apocalypse is happening but people's lives are just like stuff's happening well and this was one where all you had to be worried about was the zombies eating you you didn't have to worry about them turning you right because they wouldn't let I, it wasn't even to my to my recollection. It wasn't even explored if you could turn into a zombie from right. a zombie bite. It wasn't even explored how zombies. Yeah, just all of a sudden zombies. Yeah, I thought it was. I was really happy that they that they pointed out how racist it was that he thought that the Haitian na- maid had yes. anything to do with anything with the zombies. Yeah. I was like, thank you. Yeah, because as soon as he started talking about you know well what about Perline? yeah you know she's haitian she must know something about raising the dead and i was like oof yeah big, this is big swing here <laughs> yeah i was i was like this we're like i made a mental note we're gonna yeah. have to discuss this yeah and then he shows up at her house and her cousin is like what you think just because she's haitian she knows how to raise zombies and he's like yeah, kinda. And they're like, that's wicked racist, dude. <laughs> I'm like, okay, make a note to talk about that <laughs> exactly, resolution exactly. of this storyline. Yeah. But yeah, so Anna Kendrick is, plays the 
daughter of his mom's friend. Right. And I guess their mom's... Jazzercise friend. Jazzercise friend. And I guess the moms kind of conspire to get them together. Right. Even though it seemed to me like he didn't realize... It seemed, it, it, it seemed to me like Anna show What was her character's name? Um, uh, Erica. Erica. So Erica, Erica shows up at this restaurant... Seemed like she was expecting him to be there, but it seemed like he kind of just was like, well, I guess I have to eat, so I'll stop here. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure how the setup with, like, how the parents orchestrated this, but it really felt like they did. It also, this movie also felt in the same way as, uh, in the same way? It felt very similar to, um... I mean, that's what similar means is what in, movie in the same way. What movie am I thinking of? Aubrey Plaza was in it too. Time travel. Oh, oh, uh, Safety Not Guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had a very kind of indie vibe the way Safety Not Guaranteed did. Rapture Palooza felt like an independent movie that was made with a really high budget yes. and with a lot of big names. Yes. This felt more like Safety Not Guaranteed, where like if you had told me that this was made by some dudes with a single video camera who got their friends to be in their movie, yeah. I would believe it. Yeah. But I mean, this had some pretty big names in it, though. It did. John C. Riley, Molly, Molly Shannon, Shannon, Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick, Aubrey Plaza. And that's it. And that's pretty much it. But they're all pretty big names. I feel like there was one more that I was like, oh, okay, randomly this person. But I don't remember who it was. Yeah, me either. The grandpa, I felt like he was Gary Marshall. But I feel like he was just a guy doing a Gary Marshall yeah. impression. I think that, yeah, I think it was some guy who was like, what if Gary Marshall, but a zombie? Right. And that was the bit that he did. Yeah. I have to say, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I thought it was great. I really, really liked it. I would watch it again. I would watch it again. It's a weird ass movie. It's very weird. It's, I think it's the kind of movie that you, like, it's the, it's like an Empire Records level of like, this is so strange. I'll watch this again. Yeah. Like, I feel it feels very cult favorite sort yes. of deal. Yes. Like, I like the brother a lot because of how, like, weirdly over-the-top violent he was. Yeah. that His whole character was strange. Yeah. There's this brother who, like, wants to be a cop. Yeah. But so far, all he's achieved is, like, Homeowners Association Safety Patrol, like, Neighborhood Watch. Yes. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, like... But Gee. he has all these guns yeah. that are, like, real guns. <laughs> and then, like, it's so weird. I like this kind of movie because, it like, the zombie... There's a there's an action there's an action zombie movie that happens elsewhere in this movie. Like, yes. There's another movie, which this is the background action of, that is way more, like, violent and, like, we got Team Alpha, go, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, but we didn't see any of that. So we just see, like, bodies and, like random like oh that <laughs> that cook is a zombie yeah i mean yeah i mean this was basically just the story of a dude whose girlfriend came back to life yeah and at first he was like this is really weird but like he thought that her parents had like faked the whole thing yeah because she wanted to break up with him and they all decided the best way to do that was to fake her death <laughs> but then he realized that no she really had just come back yeah and they thought it was some sort of resurrection but then it became quite clear that no, she was a zombie. <laughs> like Jesus or yeah. a zombie. <laughs> or a zombie. She didn't remember dying. Yeah. She kept she didn't remember even when it was that she did die. Because she kept talking about having a test tomorrow, but she died during summer vacation. Yeah. It was like she forgot the last 
like two weeks of her life or something. Yeah. It almost felt like there were some scenes that got cut. Yeah. And they didn't do any kind of rewrite or re-record to piece it back together. Remember in Pet Cemetery, mm-hmm. how it mattered how long they'd been buried? Yes. And like they were more evil the longer they'd been buried? Yes. This felt like the longer they'd been buried, like the less time they remembered. Like the more time, the longer they'd been buried, the more time they forgot. Like almost okay. like she had been buried for two weeks, so she forgot the two weeks before her death. And like okay. that, that, that's sort of how it felt to me. Or like the, the couple that came back to reclaim their house had been dead for however long and thought they still lived at that house or whatever. Right, right. That's sort of like, that's not a solid theory and is literally just something I thought of. But like, it was weird. It was a weird, how did you feel about, I know in the past you've talked about how like you don't like it when things are just not explained why they're happening. How did you feel about that happening in here? You know, it didn't actually even occur to me until you said it a few minutes ago that they never explained why the zombie thing was happening. Yeah. So I guess the, in, I guess this time it didn't bother me. Yeah. It's weird. It, it's weird how things do or don't bother me, and it like I guess depends on my mood. Like I was leaving PodCon. I was yeah. in a good mood. I was very tired. Sure. Because I'd had like an hour and a half of sleep. Yes. So I was kind of delirious so i think i was just delighted by all of it instead of stopping to ask any questions at all the zombies were not central to the plot weirdly they really weren't her being back was central to the plot and the personality changes that came along with her coming back were central to the plot but honestly her being a zombie in the traditional sense of what a zombie is yeah really like was like not even a B plot. It was like a an E plot. Yeah, I wonder if because like landline, the phone is a sent is like the like one of the main things, mm-hmm. and so not getting to know about the phone is like. So what are we even doing here? Yeah, but this was basically like a weird getting over a breakup. Like there, it feels like you could do an analysis of this where like she didn't actually come back to life, and it was just like the specter of her memory. Yeah. And like, even she may not have even died. It was that she broke up with him and like haunted him or whatever. And eventually, eventually you just got to, you know, strap those X's to an oven and then shoot them in the head and push them off a cliff. So that part of their body falls off on the way down. Yep. (laughs) Metaphorically. Metaphorically, of course. Just Just to be clear. Yeah. We're not actually advocating for that. It was funny because I was like, oh, the oven's there, so we don't actually... Oh, no, we're showing it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we're going to do it behind the oven? No, okay. Nope. They they moved the camera. Okay. All right. Yep. Far be it from me to... And... Oh, her leg fell off. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was... That, that, it was a very delightful movie, despite being, like, incredibly dark and not, like, weirdly violent. Like, I guess it wasn't violent. People got hit by cars and burned and, like, shot and stuff, but, like... And eaten. But, yeah, it, it wasn't... It wasn't gratuitous. Yeah. Or even... Yeah, I didn't... Like, the zombies were there. The violence was there. But, like, I didn't care about almost anything but, like, him and his journey and stuff. Same. And, like, it was she going to eat him? I was wondering if it... did. Have, you see, you've seen... You know Death Becomes Her, right? Yes, that's the Goldie Hawn, Meryl Streep. I feel like you and I watched it together. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. 
Or maybe I borrowed it from you. Maybe you borrowed it. I believe we own it. I know I watched it like sometime in the past year, I yeah. feel like. We didn't do an episode on it, so yeah. it feels like we wouldn't have watched it together. Yeah, I don't know why we would have watched it together and not covered it. But yeah. but you know how in that, like, their immortality was, like, more a curse than a blessing because they any injury they got stuck? Yeah. I thought they were going to do that with Aubrey Plaza's char- with Beth's character because, like, she fell off the roof a little hard and, like, there was definitely... <laughs> There was definitely a gratuitous, like, she's like, I'm fine, and, like, rubs her head, and it was like, like, it was like squishy blood, like, sound. I was like, oh, so are they going to, like, gradually, like, have her fall apart on him? That's what I was expecting. And, like, her cheek, I was like, oh, God, please don't let her cheek come open when he's kissing her or whatever. Yeah, so the the movie poster is Aubrey Plaza, but, like, with part of her face falling off. Yeah. But not even in a gross way, just in like a weird is part of her face falling off way. Right. And she does get a sunburn. Yeah. Pretty early on in her zombie time. Yeah. And that part of her face does get progressively, and like that's the, she gets a sunburn in the same part of her face that is falling off on the movie poster. And it does get progressively more disgusting. Yeah. I guess. It's almost like that part of her is decaying faster than the rest of her. Yeah. But at no point was it, did it, at no point did any of the movie feel like it devolved into gratuitous zombie gore. Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess for me, the, the closest it got was when Molly Shannon was cutting off her fingers and feeding them too. Yeah. That was pretty gross. That was, that was pretty bad. You know what? It was as gratuitous, gratuitously gory and violent as Little Shop of Horrors. Yes. It was the graduate and Little Shop of Horrors put together, only Audrey was Aubrey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. Are you? Kind of, uh, decreasingly so as the time goes on. As you look at my face that's not super proud of it? Well, as I hear it as I hear it back in my head, I realize just now that talking through my arm isn't going to do anything for yeah. audio. But no, like, he basically, like, he didn't create the monster, but, like, suddenly this monster was in his life, and he kept pushing the line further and further until she was a vicious zombie attached to an oven. Uh-huh. Interesting. No songs, though. No songs. So, it could have been, though, because it yeah. had Anna Kendrick in it. Well, there actually, it had... It was so funny. He was like, I wrote you a song. He wrote her a song That's to basically right. be like, you're, you're a, you were dead, and now you're a zombie. And she was like, oh, God, what, what are you fucking with me? This what? Why does this sound so bad? I was like doesn't sound that bad. I mean, it doesn't sound great. And then, like, it turns out that zombies like smooth jazz. And only smooth and jazz. only smooth jazz. And also, she was really upset that he was no longer part of the band that he had been in. Yeah. He was like, yeah, this is, like, a solo song. And she's like, I hate it. Yeah. I, yeah. I want, yeah. It was weird. And also, zombies like addicts and put, they take mud. They, this movie is very, very weird. Like, yeah, I feel it, a lot of the what do zombies like felt like they just threw a bunch of spaghetti at the wall. Like, but they're like, wor- <laughs> it worked. Like, they it was sort of like, to, why not? Yeah, they managed to craft a somewhat coherent narrative around all of the spaghetti on the wall. But yeah, zombies like being in the attic. Yeah. They like being in mud. Yeah, or like having. Or like digging in mud, having mud around them. Was it like a, a grave thing? It mu- it's gotta be, right? Yeah, I guess so. And they like smooth jazz. Yeah. Sometimes all of these things make them horny. Yep. But not every time. Nope. It's a little inconsistent there. Um, I don't really have a lot more to say about it. I really liked it. Aubrey Plaza was great. 
unhinged Aubrey Plaza needs to appear in far more movies because she was great as unhinged in Ingrid Goes West and great as unhinged in this in a different way. But like, oh my God, was delightful to watch. There were times when she was just losing her shit on screen and I'm like, she is having a fucking blast. <laughs> yes, she is. Yeah. Like, this is just licensed to go no holds barred. Yeah. And... Like, that must be so much fun as yeah. an actor. I don't think I've ever been given that license. Yeah. And even when I've been given close to that license, my own, like, reservations have kept me in check. Yeah. It must be really nice to just let it all out. Like, I think that she is like a, oh, you want me to go wild? Okay. Here I go. Like, I like what I've heard of stories on, like, Parks and Rec and, like, other other stuff that she, um, Mike and Dave need wedding dates and stuff. Okay. Is that, like, she's she's a maniac. Like, in a, in a great way. But, right. like, she she doesn't have that, like, for me, like, I'd be given that license and I'd be like, are you sure? I'm going to stick to 25. Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza's like, I'm, I'm leaning out the window and pedal to the metal. Yeah. And just wooing the entire ride. Yeah. And Anna Kendrick, on the other hand, was... She was, it was weird. She was kind of like the virgin character that should have been killed first by the zombies. Yeah. But wasn't. She had very little interaction. But her interactions were adorable, as we've previously yeah. said. She was She was great in this. Like, the, it was the kind of role where you feel, like, it really felt like she probably recorded all of her stuff in, like, a weekend. Yeah. If even that long. <laughs> My favorite part was when he was commenting on how good her skin smelled because she wasn't a rotting zombie. Right. <laughs> He's like, can I touch your skin? And she's like, I mean, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of you, no. It was a weird exchange, but she was like, I guess, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. It seemed to confuse her, but not repel her right. in any way. Yeah. Most people it would repel. In fact, most some... Anna Kendricks that would repel. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, Gross. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that part made me uncomfortable. It felt weird. It felt like this weird thing where it was like, everything he's doing right now should be like, okay, see you later. But instead, she was sort of, she's like, you're so, what'd she say? You're so weird? You're No, she didn't say weird. You're so interesting. Yes. It, like, it turned out that, like, relishing someone being not a zombie <laughs> is a pretty good move. I want to... Like, I want more information on her backstory. Like, what has happened in her life that she gets set up on this question mark set up on this blind date yeah. by her mom, where the guy doesn't seem to know he's on a blind date, doesn't seem to know he was supposed to have been there to begin with, starts talking about how her skin is so nice yeah. and it smells good and can he touch it? And she is just so stupid. Starved for his affection. Yeah. For whatever reason, she desperately wants the attention of this weirdo that she just met who isn't even like, like, I mean, if it was like Zac Efron, I mean, sure. Right. You want the very, very pretty man to say whatever he wants about your skin. Sure. I guess. <laughs> but like, this was just like a normal looking dude. I would let Zac Efron say all sorts of weird things about my skin before it made me uncomfortable. Okay. He could Zach, me- if you're listening, and we know you are, <laughs> this is a standing uh, invitation for you to come on the show and I guess comment on Aaron's skin, I guess. I mean, we I'm can just, talk about other things I'm too, I guess. I'm just saying, Zac Efron could get away with a lot more than 
this perfectly ordinary looking person could. Does he have, oh, did he have like a weird hotness? Like, is there something in his like wild eyes that was sort of no, like? No, I just found him a little uncomfortable. Yeah. As in, he made me a little uncomfortable because of the wild eyes and, like, the weirdly deep side part. He had a deep side part. It was like a deep side part with, like, a severe widow's peak, which gave this bizarre receding hairline impression. But I don't think it's that it was receding. I think it was just a bad style for that actor's particular hairline. Yeah. He reminded me a little bit of DJ What's-His-Name, the super skinny kid from Road Trip. DJ Qualls, yeah. Qualls, yes. Reminded me a little bit of him, which again, like, you know, just kind of a quirky looking. I can see it. Like, on the quirky side of ordinary. Yeah. Like, he wasn't bad looking. Yeah. Seems like a nice guy. But he came in with enough crazy eye that if he started talking about my skin, I'd be really, really afraid that he would hand me a basket of lotion. Right. And uh, and tell you what it does with the lotion. Uh Uh-huh. Or and also the consequences for not doing what it does with the yes. lotion. Can you look up that actor and see what else he's been in? Because in my mind's eye right now, he feels very familiar. Really? Because I don't think I've seen him in anything that I can think of. Let's see if I have. Let's see if you have. Dane DeHaan. It's a cool name. Wow, and he looks so normal with his hair styled normal. Can I come over and look and see yeah. what he's been in? All right, we're going remote. Like he looks like a normal person there. I would say he's even attractive there. He looks like a Stephen King villain. I mean, yeah, but compared to... Okay, stop me if you see anything that looks remotely familiar. Green Goblin in Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I never saw The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I did maybe see the music video for Imagine Dragons, I Bet My Life, though. He played Timbo on True Blood? I wonder, so he kind of has that... Oh, there was somebody else that I was thinking as I was scrolling through this. Oh, you know that show, The Good Doctor, that's on right now? Yeah, yeah, with the guy from About a Boy. The guy from what? About a Boy. Thought you said But a Boy. But yeah, But a Boy. But butter, like I am like, But a like Boy. Like butter, but butter. Oh, good. I'm so glad you you heard it the way that I meant it the first time. I thought you heard it in like the cool like But a Boy. No, no, I heard it in like the. He's so smooth. He's like a smooth butter boy. Like butter. He's like yeah. a butter boy. Yeah. What is? But yeah, he kind of looks like that. I guess he's. I don't. I haven't seen about a boy or a butter boy. But um, a boy. Let me make sure the good doctor is. Yes, that is the show I'm talking about. Kevin was on a kick where he was watching this, even though it is a terrible show. Yeah. Like I watched part of one episode and I just I was I could not. Yeah. Do it anymore. It's everything I dislike about medical dramas, uh-huh. coupled with a bunch of other stuff that I apparently dislike about medical dramas. Wasn't that the one that Sydney live tweeted? I think Sydney live tweeted an episode of The Good Oh, Doc. I didn't know about that, but I'm sure. It's for the for those who have not seen it, it's about a about Sean Murphy, a young surgeon with autism and savant syndrome, who's recruited into the surgical unit of a prestigious hospital. Hmm. And Life After Beth Dude looks kind of like this dude, Freddie Highmore. I can see it. I can see it a little bit. Can I ask you, have you seen New Amsterdam? No. I want someone to tell me how New Amsterdam is because I I feel really bad. never even heard of it. It's a show where it's like the doctor's like, hey, I'm this guy. And if you aren't doing everything to, if you are thinking about the dollar more than your patients, you're fired. And like, he's this like. Oh, yeah, I did see that trailer I, I want it to be like 
you know I only you know I only have positive feelings about stuff. Right. Everyone knows that about me. Mm-hmm. I want this show to be so bad. I really want it to be <laughs> just really the worst because it seems really pandering. Because it's I guess it's it's because it's a it's a white dude. He, he's like this white savior guy. That's like listen. I'm sensitive. Let's break some rules and save some people. I'm sure it's perfectly fine. The testimonials that I've seen in other trailers where people are like. Dr. Mark, or whatever his name is, is such a, he's such a, he bucks the system. He thinks about the pay. I'm like, <sighs> anyways, medical I, dramas, man. I have zero opinions on this movie. Show. Yeah. Show. Show. Yeah. So Life After Beth is good. It is. And you should watch it. Don't come in with like huge expectations, but it's, it's. Expect a weird indie movie that ends up being entertaining and weird yeah like if you liked safety not guaranteed yes. and you're not repulsed by the concept of a zombie movie yeah then you'll you'll like this movie yeah don't expect much anna kendrick no i mean she doesn't show up for probably 70 percent of it yeah like when she finally shows up i was like oh right i forgot she was in this yeah but never mind that she's the whole reason i'm watching this right and it, and like and i think that speaks to the quality of the movie it's it's a good compelling movie yeah even though Anna Kendrick is only in it for sort of like another living option. Yeah. She's the living option. Yeah. Uh, happy January. January. There you go. I just said the name of the month. You did. <laughs> Since we have some time, do we want to discuss our plan for this year that we're not doing after all? Sure. So we had this whole thing planned out where we were going to do themes for every month. Yeah. And it was a really entertaining to us idea yeah and i won't even go so far as to i won't go so far as to say it was a really good idea but it wasn't a bad idea the problem is it would have ended up with us watching either watching a movie watching a whole tv show right or reading a book pretty much every single week this entire year but like we already would know what we were doing in oh we had the whole year planned out yeah so, so we've decided not to do that because it felt like it would end up turning the movie in, or the podcast into basically a movie podcast, right? Like ex- almost exclusively, and we didn't want to do that. And also, I feel like we'd have a hard time getting actually obsessed about anything that we f- were forcing ourselves. <laughs> Unabashedly obsessed with this thing we came up with in January. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it would yeah. have been. I think we're still gonna do tea Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely do All Hallow Steve, T. Thanksgiving. August? We'll probably, I I would like to do a repeat of August. Me too. But I think that we can probably leave May Collie Culkin in the dust. <laughs> I think we need to talk for just a second about, should we go through all of them? That I we think had? we should, yeah. So um, February was going to be our catch-up month. Yeah, that was going to be, we were going to call yeah. it Ground Hodgepodge Month. Yeah, I was pretty proud of that. Yeah, you uh, should be. That was good. Thanks. Um, and it probably still will basically be that, but we probably won't call it anything. Right, because I don't love it that much. Yeah. <laughs> March was going to be Marchizaki. Yeah. Because I watched Howl's Moving Castle, and then I got Spirited Away, which is sitting upstairs, and I just haven't watched it. Yeah. And then we decided that we would also do some other things, because yeah. there are other Miyazaki things that I want to watch. Like, I want to watch Kiki's Delivery Service. Yeah. Um, so then April was going to be <laughs> Oops All April's. Where we yeah. were going to watch uh, Parks and Rec mm-hmm. for uh, April Ludgate. Which Aubrey at Plaza's some point Paradise. I still do need to watch that. So we may co- end up watching and covering that. Right. But it's not like you need to watch it by April. Like, exactly. You can, we'll let you fall into that 
gradually as as you will yes uh we're gonna watch pieces of april because that has uh the name april in it Uh uh-huh it was a katie holmes movie that i've seen oh i don't know that it i even knew it had katie holmes in it yeah she has like uh pigtail braided pigtails in it in, in like a kind of uh she's like an artsy sort of something was this like a circa dawson's creek peak of peak of her career katie holmes yeah. okay yeah, yeah i guess we're gonna do all three teenage mutant ninja turtles movies i think we we're gonna cover them in one episode yeah may as you hinted at we had actually uh two ideas uh-huh may collie calkin was a was a late runner mm-hmm. uh, that i thought of when i realized that macaulay calkin's name has a ma at the beginning of uh-huh. it <laughs> so we were gonna do stuff like uh the good son getting even with dad I would still like to watch The Good Saved. Son because I've never seen that. Yeah, I would. I would watch The Good Son. So then, the other one that we were that we had thought of for May, I'll take I'll take the blame for this one was it's gonna be May, and we were going to do all Justin Timberlake movies. We didn't have a name for June, but you had a good idea for June. Yeah, and I still want to do some of this. Yes, I learned that there was a movie that I was originally told had Rachel Lee Cook in it. Turns out it was Kirsten Dunst, and I don't know how the person who told me that managed to screw that one up. By the person who told me that, I mean some person who posted it on the internet. But it's a movie based on A Midsummer Night's Dream. So I had suggested that for all of June, we do stuff that was based on or tangential to A Midsummer Night's Dream. Right. And actually, like, that is the month, that is the one month out of all of this that I'm like, yeah, but I actually really liked that one. Because we had, like, a book and a, like, a, there's a YouTube video of a stage play. Yep. So. An issue of Sandman. And I think we were actually considering reading A Midsummer Night's Dream to discuss. Yeah. And that's one of my favorites. Yeah. It's absolutely. problematic as fuck. Yeah. Like. It's sort of like. Like it opens. Roof fairies. It opens with a dad coming in and being like, hey, governor, I my forgot. daughter doesn't want to marry the guy I want her to marry. Can I kill her? I forgot about your t- when you tweeted your read yeah. of that. That was amazing. And the governor, he wasn't the governor because they didn't have governors back in what like in ancient Greece or whatever. Yeah, they didn't call him the governor, but he was like, "I'm getting married. I don't have time for your bullshit." <laughs> Man. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't even a live tweet. That was <laughs> that was just the group chat that got the right. That's right. You you live I group chat. I should live tweet it. You should. Maybe I will. Okay. I'll reread Midsummer. Uh, July was going to be uh, with Julia Roberts. We were going to call it, hey, if you thought January was tough, from the makers of January, welcome to Julia. Julia? Julia. I don't don't think we ever actually said (laughs) said it out loud. (laughs) We're going to Julia Roberts movies. Yeah. Because we realized that there are a bunch of kind of classic rom-coms that you haven't seen, including Pretty Woman. Right. Da- uh, Dirty Dancing was the other one. Yes, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Which is not a Julia Roberts movie, nope. so we would not have covered it. We nope. should cover Dirty Dancing, though. I also haven't seen Moulin Rouge, which I was realizing the other day. Oh, it's fine. I've, yeah. I've been told, like, we own it. Like, I think there's really no reason why I haven't seen it. It's just that, like, I've never, like, seen it. Just never seen it. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. I mean, I, I like it well enough. Yeah. Watch like it, a... and if you are obsessed with it, then we can talk about it. Okay. August was going to be August 2. August two. Um, then we're going to do Back to School September. I'm still kind of excited about that one, too. Yeah. Mostly because it involved Dead Poet Society. As did June. Well, one of we were going to put Dead Poet Society. I think we decided it was going to go in Back to School. Yeah. 
because I think we filled out enough other stuff in June. We could do Dead Poets Society in uh, in June and then the sequel in, in September. Dead Poets to Society. So then... <laughs> I'm so sorry because the look on your face is like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> there will be no June. The podcast is over. <laughs> hey, that's the second podcast I've had a, a co-host quit this week. Yep. <laughs> Uh, all right, so October, November, you know what, what, what's going on. Oh, I'm I'm still excited about December, just because I like I the rem- name. I don't remember what December was. December. Oh yeah, we we're just do gonna do sequ- movie sequels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we have like our annual books episode. Yeah. Although we could do that in we January could, next year. We could do that. No, because at this point it would be the third. Yeah, that's true. Well, it would. Mm, I'm so sorry. It's late. I, whatever you're about to say, I think I don't want you to say it, but you're going to do it anyway. All right. It was worth a twa. <laughs> All right. The cat's out of the bag. Let's uh, let's do some social media yeah. and be done with this conversation. Okay. So we have a Facebook group. It's called Unabashedly Obsessed with Unabashedly Obsessed. You should join it and you should enjoy it. Yes. We also have a Twitter. We are at UFO Podcast. You decide what the F stands for, James. Yes. What does the F stand for this week? French horns should be in smooth jazz. Okay. Individually, we can be found on Twitter. I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. I am at Unabashed James. We have a Patreon. Oh, we have a Patreon. We have a new Patreon uh, donor. Oh, yeah, we do. Superfan Laura. Yes. Superfan Laura. I hope that you know that that's your name. Yep. Among podcasters. Yep, that's what we all call you. <laughs> your super fan, Laura. Thank you for blessing us with your super fandom. Yeah, we hope you enjoy the newsletters. Yes, absolutely. Um, if I you hope like, everyone enjoyed I had fun with this month's newsletter. I'm excited to read this month's newsletter. I didn't know what I was going to write when I sat down, and boy, did it. T- I took us on a journey. I am so excited to read your newsletter about journey. So if you would like to... If you would like to join Superfan Laura and be a Patreon donor as well, go to patreon.com slash unabashedlyobsessed. We have some great tiers. We also have a merch store, cafepress.com slash unabashedlyobsessed. You can put our cartoon faces on stuff. You can, and you should. Thank you to Jamie Shaheen for writing our theme song, Did You Guys Know There Was a Ladder Down Here? You can find Jamie and his band, A Silent Few, on YouTube. Thank you also to Emily Cardamus for our logo art. You can find Emily on Twitter at Corrupted Gem and on Tumblr at artfulhypothesis.tumblr.com. You know, guys, there was a point in time in this episode where I was like, this thing is kind of dead, but we kind of brought it back to life. Oh, James. And now and we strapped an oven to it and shot it in the head and pushed it off a cliff. Yep. Goodbye, everyone. Kind of that. I mean, that kind. Of, I feel like that kind of is what happened at the end here. Uh, I'm James. I'm Aaron. Smoking kills. And so do pennies. And so do zombies. But you know what? Actually, mortals, non-zombies, killed more people than I feel like zombies did. I agree. Isn't that just the way? <laughs> <laughs>